Once upon a time, there was a young woman named Elise who wanted to see the entire world and all the stories within it. One day, she met a white rabbit who asked her to come along for a journey of discovery. Welcome to Elise in Wonderland. Good morning, Wanderers. My name's Elise. And I'm Jean. And welcome back to another Sunday morning of Elise in Wonderland. Um, thank you very much for listening today. I think we have a little bit of a boost in listeners, thanks to Jen's awesome Facebook promotion. <laughs> um, again, you can find us at Elise1015 on Facebook. And hello, everybody. What a beautiful Canadian morning. Yes, meaning it is. It is August, and it feels like January. Um, so... The introduction of our show concept today is Welcome to Canada. Um, we chose this because it is September and there are many newcomers, new students coming to Mohawk College and newcomers in Canada in general uh, at this time of the year. So we want to have a little welcome to anyone who is listening, who is new to Canada. And we will be interviewing um, as part of our show. We'll be playing some interviews of some newcomers over the last year to Canada and talking about their experience. So we're really excited to hear from them as well. So Jin, how was your week? Um was good. Was a lot of things happening, um, but I will pass it on to you first. Okay, perfect. So my week was really busy. I'm sure all of you listening who work with us, it was a busy week. We're welcoming new students to the college this week, and so we're anticipating every day new people, new stories, new challenges, and new excitement for people starting their lives in a different country. So my week has been pretty busy with welcoming students and making sure they're all settled in. Mm -hmm. um, another thing about Mohawk College, there was a present breakfast, annual uh, breakfast with present and all the staff and faculties. But this year was a little bit special, right? It was. We had, <laughs> we had a lip sync battle. So whatever um, your favorite the case, you dress up, you costume, um, and you lip sync basically the, one of the most popular songs in the case. And as an international department, one of the most important department, <laughs> <laughs> we also participated with a song of Pharrell Williams, Happy. Yeah, it was really fun, actually. We coordinated a music video together, and it was a nice way to get everyone together and participating. Um, when we couldn't be there to do a lip sync, but I did see a few photos from some of our colleagues and they just went really out mm -hmm. there. Yeah, I hope the video is available online someday. Mm -hmm. um, so my costume, my concept was 90s. What about yours, Elise? Mine was 80s. I had a power suit on. I tried to get some padding going on in the shoulders. <laughs> Didn't quite succeed with that, but I got a side pony and a scrunchie. So I'm feeling pretty happy about mm -hmm. that. Yeah, mine was 90s and we were um, planning to have a Spice Girls, but I'm not a girl <laughs> yet. <laughs> so you had I, I, yeah, I had a training shoot just like... Um, those 90s. You had an awesome little bow in your hair too. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. That's my wife's idea. <laughs> nice. Um, what else did I do? This weekend we actually visited a VR cafe in Toronto, which wow. is the first time I've done um, I've done VR at people's homes, but this was a VR cafe, so it was a really cool experience. 
Um, basically, you walk in, you book some time, you get the whole um, the whole goggles on and headphones, and they allow you to choose from their library of games. So we did some pretty crazy ones. It was a good time. Can you tell us one of them? Yeah, I actually played the Rick and Morty game. If anyone's seen that, um, that it's it's a cartoon, but it's on Adult Swim. It's mm. it's pretty awesome. It's, it's a sci-fi cartoon, and so the game in virtual reality was um, pretty crazy. Lots of portals, lots of mm. problem solving. Really funny cartoon mm. style. So you became one of the characters in the yes the thing. Yeah, I had also, I went to VR Cafe in Korea uh, in, in March this year. There was a roller coaster game. Um, I mean, it's not a real game, but you just sit on the chair, but the chair is moving just like roller coaster. What? And also there's a fan in on top of the chair, so you can actually feel the air. Um, it could be scared, but not really much for me because I have to wear glasses. My eye is so bad. I have to wear glasses <laughs> and goggles at the same time. <laughs> So I could actually so, see a gap between goggles and the rear world outside. Uh, well, so that kind of ruins the experience Yeah, a I can bit. see a staff beside me, <laughs> standing around me. But it was fun. It, it could be fun. Um, and the other thing was there was a climbing mountain game and also horror train. So if you, you actually went to a train, there's a lot of zombies or ghosts what? and you have to shoot them. Um, yeah, that was fun. That fun. sounds awesome. It's, I feel like Korea is a little bit of a step ahead on mm -hmm. the escape rooms, the VR game um, workups. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I also went to a pretty interesting restaurant yesterday. It's called People's Eatery, and okay. it features um, menu items from all around the world. It also has a really interesting bathroom. When you go downstairs to the bathroom, it's playing Duolingo lessons. So as oh, you're using the washroom, you yeah. can learn phrases in different languages. That's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. It was really, it was cool. It, the food was really awesome. I would highly recommend it. It's near Kensington Market, mm -hmm. and um, you can try different dishes. So I had some Korean, I had some mm. um, latkes, I had some uh, croquettes with curry, and mm -hmm. anyway. I really enjoyed it. So in your lingo session, did you learn any uh, sentence? Yeah, this was actually a food. I think maybe they chose only food lessons for this mm -hmm. restaurant, but it was um, it was Vietnamese lesson about summer rolls. <laughs> I can't remember any of the words, but I thought that was a pretty interesting concept for the restaurant. So they make people coming back because you forget what was the expression you learned. Exactly. That's you got to go to that washroom to learn some <laughs> free lessons. <laughs> make sure you come out so people don't wait for you. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Uh, what else? Actually, at Jin's recommendation, I visited the uh, Hamilton Central Library for at their Maker's Mark. Is it Maker's Mart? Space. Makerspace. Um, to use their 3D printer to print out some logos for Elise in Wonderland. So we have some 3D uh, logos that we're going to use on our microphones, which are basically our phones, uh, <laughs> when we take them off site and off the air to do some interviews. Mm -hmm. um, and they also have um, an embroidery machine that you can upload with designs. They have um, large print, large format print poster mm -hmm. stuff, and the staff were really friendly. I had a great time, and I'd never seen a 3D printer in action at, mm -hmm. uh, you know, two inches away from my face. Right, and they also have a video studio and audio studio we often oh, yeah. use for our pre-recording. 
And they also have lots of things around event or uh, makerspace meetups. So we were planning to go there. But next week, we will have a busy time mm -hmm. in college. But if you want to go, it's Tuesday, um, 6 p.m., 6.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. in Makerspace Hamilton Central Library. Um, fourth, fourth floor. floor. Yes, fourth floor. <laughs> so hope you have enjoyed the time there. Mm -hmm. um, did you want to talk about Tinkercad? Yes. So if you ever wonder how Elise, who doesn't know anything about the technology, <laughs> um, did a 3D it's printing, true. it's very easy. No offense. <laughs> Not it's, taken. Very, it's very easy. Um, there's a website called Tinkercad, T-I-N-K-E-R-C-A-D. Um, I'm not sure it's .com or .ca. But basically, you sign up there, and they give you a whole tutorial how to make 3D printer. It's, it's free. It's um, free to use. And at the end of the use, you can make a file. So you bring this file to um, on USB or on Google Drive and bring it to the makerspace in library, and they can print there right away. If you um, have, um, if you want to find a better design or more professionals, there is a Thingiverse, this thing I V E R S E. <laughs> they um, people share their designs, so you can find a lot of things. I actually look for uh, Lord of the Rings ring with a, those weird text on it. I found I found it, but it was too small to, because you you sometimes you have to have a higher quality printers oh, to make this to do the little, etching like that. Yes, yeah. yes. So I couldn't do it, but I found something else interesting. Hmm. Yeah, there were a lot of people there that were um, making, from what we heard, uh, pieces for board games that they were designing, mm. or even inventors make small prototypes um, of the things mm -hmm. that they're creating so that they can test them out. And it was very cheap, very easy, mm. and again, very uh, friendly for someone who's a total noob when mm. it comes to 3D design and printing. So I'm going to be back. I'm going to print out some other cool stuff. Yeah. What a great service of our um, central library. All right, so that brings us to the mission report. If any of you guys listened to our last um, our last broadcast uh, and ongoing, this is gonna be something that we wanna throw out there is a mission to all of listeners. Um, and it will always have something to make the world more beautiful in mind. So our last mission was a random act of kindness. For our first episode, we wanted someone, we wanted people to go out there and just do something nice for a stranger. That simple. Um, as far as I go, last week, mm -hmm. uh, between our last broadcast, I really tried to focus on helping people around our hallways that were lost, you know, mm. go out of my way to say, <laughs> you look confused, can I take you somewhere? Walk mm. them to where they need to go. Uh, usually in those walks, they have 10 more questions <laughs> and they're so happy and grateful that you take a moment of your time. Um, there were a few other ladies walking around near Nations downtown that mm -hmm. had really heavy grocery bags that couldn't make it up the stairs. Wow. So I grabbed them and walked them to their car. And you know what? Felt pretty good. Mm. It's well, nice you, to do nice things. Yeah, and just make sure you tell them I'm helping you, not stealing your things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't get a wrong idea. Oh, that's I a, true. Yeah. Maybe I should have said that at first. <laughs> they looked a little freaked out. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I also have some comments from our listeners. Mm -hmm. So, Anthony Frizina. He said, today I helped a new students feel comfortable at Mohawk College. Yeah, Anthony, good job. <laughs> I'm sure that makes people like Canada and Mohawk College more, so I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Gabriel Kovasi, helping a woman in need for going out from an abusive relationship. Wow. 
Uh, I think it's a serious topic, so um, mm -hmm. if you want to talk about it. Yeah, big up, Gabriella. It's always awesome to um, support your fellow woman. So mm -hmm. thank you. Anything helps. Yeah, and then myself, uh, the rabbit, it's difficult to go somewhere in Canada without a car. I helped a woman to find a way to get to Mississauga. Nice. I'm sure she's not looking for a shopping center because there is some in Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty good mission. Yeah, good mission. Um, and we still want to hear from you guys. It's not too late. So if you check us out at Elise at one at Elise at 1015 on Facebook, our Elise in Wonderland page. There's a little bit of a thread going with mm -hmm. people talking about some nice stuff they did. Don't be afraid to brag, guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so um, our next topic is the history of the day. Um, and something we didn't do last time was talk about, uh, you know those national holidays there, you know, Family Day is one of a new one that was created. Mm. There's also a bunch of bizarre ones that we thought would be interesting way to tie in a world theme for our shows. So, did you know that February 1st is Work Naked Day? Oh. I didn't, and okay. I... I'm going to scrub that from my memory. Um, also, January 3rd is Fruitcake Toss Day. Wow. Um, and so I'm reading through these lists and I'm getting kind of interested in what, how did these things come to be and why are people cel celebrating them as a national or international holiday? So every show we're going to find an interesting one and talk a little bit about that so we can celebrate together. Yeah, and we could make every day special with this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every day is special. So <laughs> uh, we have a bunch on our list that line up with when we do our radio broadcast. So we'll, we'll introduce those as we go. Today happens to be Pet Rock Day. Oh. So Jen insisted that we go to the <laughs> garden this morning and get a pet rock and bring it to our station um, this morning. So I'm petting. We're actually petting them right yeah. now as we go. And he said they'll know if we're lying. So we got rocks. Um, today is Pet Rock Day. So um, it was launched, this Pet Rock Thad was launched in 1970s by an advertising executive, Gary Dahl. And the Pet Rock was a solution for those who wanted a low maintenance pet. He, at the story goes, he was sitting at a bar and people were sitting there complaining about, oh my God, I got to take my dog out three mm -hmm. times a day. I can't go home and work and... Um, do all this at the same time. So he proposed. Uh, they're, they're actually were sold in the 70s as rocks with little mm. googly eyes glued yeah. on them yeah. in plastic boxes with breathing holes and little hay on the bottom <laughs> to keep the rocks comfortable. Um, it was a fad, so I think Beanie Babies are pogs, which lasted, I think, six months to a year. But people still want to celebrate these cool pet rocks. Yes, so. yes. Hey, I'm, I'm actually looking, um, seeing some rocks selling in art crores sometimes. Really? Pet rocks? Mm, not sure, pet rocks. Oh, just painted rocks, maybe? Or just cool rocks? I, I don't see an artistic there, so well, I'm not an art, artist. So. It's in the eye of the beholder, I guess. Um, so everybody go find a rock, give it a little pet, and um, celebrate the pet rock. Yeah, let's take our time to pet. Five seconds. This is like AS Can you AS hear? ASMR, another thing. Is this soothing for anyone? <laughs> um, Okay, so uh, there is also some other stuff that happened with the history of the day. So, Jen, mm -hmm. why don't you kick it off with one of our interesting facts? Yes, um, 1875, there was a first official game of polo is played in Argentina after being introduced by British ranchers. 
but um, can I ask you what it is? Sure. So, um, so this day in 1875, the game of polo, if you guys have seen it, um, as it looks today, uh, it is a bunch of guys, on, jockeys on horses with uh, mallets, okay. and they're roaming around, almost playing a game of soccer, I believe, with the mallets, but it's on horseback. So um, this, was, this game was first introduced in Persia, and the form it took back then was a game called Pato, also called Huego del Pato, which translates to duck game. And do you know why it's called duck game? No. Well, it was a game played on horseback, just like today, and it combined elements from polo and basketball. So folks were actually holding poles with mm -hmm. basket nets on the end. Um, but the early games used a live duck inside of a basket instead of a ball. The first team to reach its own casco or ranch house on the other side of the field with the duck would be declared the winner. So polo is very popular in Argentina now. They have lots of Olympic gold medals. And uh, it was today in 1875 that it first made its way over. Interesting. The next one is uh, in 1976, the unmanned U.S. spacecraft Viking 2 landed on Mars. So it was today in 76 that um, we had our first close-up color photographs mm. of the planet's surface. Pretty cool. So that allowed scientists to learn a lot about Martian landforms, rocks and soil, as well as the planet's interior structure, wind and atmosphere. Um, and this was one of the missions where we were finally able to take stuff off of the surface of Mars mm. and do tests on it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and a little bit of more detail. Um, like traveling in space is really a long journey. So the Viking 2 actually departed in 1975, September 9th. And um, again, 1976, September 3rd, it landed on Mars. Wow. Um, and 1980, April 11, uh, it ends because battery ends. <laughs> it's always about battery. Oh man, they can <laughs> bring a portable charger up there or something. Yeah. Um, and one more thing about the Mars Viking 2, there is um, two parts, which is orbiter and lander. So orbiters are staying outside, um, take some photos or some transmitting those information from landers, soil analysis, or search for life, or photos. And the photos are also available online, so we will um, post on Facebook after the session. Cool. Thanks, mm -hmm. Jen. All right, so that concludes our piece of the history of the day. So I hope you enjoyed that. It's pretty cool learning about what's happening today all around the world. Um, and I'm going to set you up for your next song. So I always want to feature at least one non-English piece of music on our show. I think it's important to represent, um, you know, different mashups from different cultures. Um, and I'm happy when I can find something where a producer DJ will use non-English samples in their music. So this one uh, is by a, an artist called Young Bay, Y-U-N-G-B-A-E. Mm -hmm. um, and he's an LA producer who is a self-confessed otaku, which in, in Japan means a young person who's obsessed with computers or aspects of popular culture to the detriment of their social skills. Yeah, it's popular. 
Yeah, he gets real deep into the music, I would imagine, um, and the stuff he makes, I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. So in this song, he sampled Junko Yagami's Bay City, which is a 1983 classic city pop song, um, a genre I just delved into in researching for the show. City pop is awesome. It's an 80s Japanese genre mixing funk, disco, and a futuristic Japanese style. So I'll give you a little taste of that with this song. Um, it's called Bay City Rollas with a Z by Young Bay. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did, dancing here with our rocks. Um, it is 925, and welcome back to Elise in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk. So uh, we're going to go right into our main topic, again, which I mentioned at the top of the show, Welcome to Canada. So as a little introduction here. I was curious to know, you know, how popular is coming to Canada and what are some of the trends? So uh, Stats Canada reported in 2016 a 320,000 person growth in settlement of permanent residents in Canada, with Ontario being the number one destination mm -hmm. for 37.3 percent of all newcomers. And numbers continue to grow, as well as uh, incentives for newcomers to come to Canada. Mm -hmm. um, Canada is renowned for its welcoming of newcomers and takes pride in initiatives that make it easier for those to come here. But how is that experience for new Canadians and those visiting on visas? Well, we set out to find out just a little snippet of three students' experiences coming to Canada and how they're enjoying it here. Uh, I interviewed three newcomers within uh, that were new to Canada from within the last year or so. So first newcomer that you're going to hear from is Juyun from South Korea. We also have Raman Preet from Spain via India. So originally from India, but has been living in Spain with her family. And Henry from Vietnam. So these uh, three individuals are Mohawk College students who um, were gracious enough to give me a few minutes of their time. And you'll hear in the interview, I will ask the question and then we'll get answers from the three of the students, um, after which we'll have some comments at the end of the interview. So please enjoy. Can you start by telling me your name and your country of origin? Hi, uh, nice to meet you. My name's uh, Tai Kui Chung, so you can call me Henry. I come from Vietnam, a beautiful country. Yeah, so uh, my country, you can is a uh, uh, delicious cuisine, mm -hmm. and so can um, see a breathtaking view. Yes. Hello, my name is Chu Yun Bae, and I'm from Korea. Hi, um, this is Roman Preeth, and I'm originally from India, but then I moved to Spain. So I'm in Spain right now with my mom and dad. Why did you want to move to Canada? So, you know, uh, Canada is a broad environment, so has a lot of um, regions, so a lot of uh, uh, people come from all over the world. Mm -hmm. The most uh, the most important is uh, Canada have uh, a lot of beautiful uh, sceneries mm -hmm. and um, uh, the education of Canada is very high mm -hmm. and um, uh, have a higher standard living. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, I, so some uh, one time I read I read a newspaper. Uh, Canada is the best country to live. Yeah. Actually, I was in Vancouver when I was 14, 15, 
and uh, I was a student there. Uh, at the time, I liked Canada so much mm-hmm. that after I went back to Korea, I miss Canada so much. Like everything, people, mm-hmm. and of course, studying in Canada is hard, but studying in Korea and working in Korea is really tough. Mm-hmm. And no life, no personal life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it is better to live in Canada. So, the biggest reason why I moved here was like I wanted to study in English because in Spain there wasn't any English universities or college. So, yeah, I wanted to study in English, have a have a job in English country and yeah, have a good future. Tell me about one of your biggest challenges. So, one of the challenge uh, when I move and live in Canada is the the language. Mm-hmm. So you know, so I have uh, some difference uh, to communicate with um, uh, everybody, but it's not a problem. So you know, uh, uh, I'm just younger and I can study uh, fast, so I can learn every day, mm-hmm. and as uh, you know, uh, I can. Um, communicate with everybody mm-hmm. uh, from Africa, uh, from Canadian, from American and Indian. So yes, so I can communicate with everybody now. So yeah. and I, I said before, mm-hmm. uh, Canada has a broader environment. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can uh, a lot of culture, uh, virus culture, and uh, Canada in Especially in Hamilton, had a lot of festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, music music festival. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm and my friends join to music festival to have some to have fun, right? Mm. My biggest challenge is being an immigrant and being a Canadian. So I want to live here forever. That's my biggest challenge. Mm. So. Um, I will study hard and then I will get a job here. So I will try hard, like try my best. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for a person who lives with a family and suddenly when he comes to a new country and he has to do it like all everything on her own, it's kind of like mm-hmm. a big challenge. I had to get a home, pay my tuition fee, have to work, have to do everything by my own. So it was the biggest challenge for me. Yeah. Tell me about one of your happiest moments you've had since you've moved here. Uh, I just come here for a long. I have no friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the happy, happiest moment when I can uh, uh, make friends mm-hmm. and everybody is very uh, friendly mm-hmm. like you uh, <laughs> can help me and uh, uh, share my uh, happiness. Uh, so uh, it's very enough for me Yes, to feel uh, Canada is very beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, happiest moment. I think every day, every moment. Cause yeah, when I was in Korea, I always miss Canada. So actually, my friends, my Korean friends, they miss Korea so much. Like food, family. Yeah, of course, I miss my family, but. Not that much. I mean, because I enjoy to live here so much. So I miss them, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, 
this I have this moment for me every day all the time <laughs> the happiest was when I found my some of the friends from India from my high school oh cool. so yeah that was the biggest thing did yeah. you know that they were gonna be here in no I didn't know like I didn't have any idea they will be here but then when I met them yeah I was very happy so how did you find them here so uh, like they were in different program but we just met in like food court or in library yeah so yeah it that was great so do you still stay in touch with them and your friends I am them? yes I am in touch with them nice so it's yeah. like bringing a little bit of yes home over mm -hmm. here. yeah in your opinion what does it mean to be Canadian to be Canadian is mean um, you know about the culture mm -hmm. of Canada uh, the, the language uh, and uh, the lifestyle of Canadians the, the most important thing I think to be Canadian is uh, kindness mm. kindness yeah when you uh, a kindness person mm -hmm. you are Canadian Hard question for me. Moving away, like what others, other people think, and being like more relaxed. And well, for me, being Canadian means moving away from what other people think, think about me, and more relaxed, and focusing on my own identity. Like, for example, when I was in Korea, like, all the people think about other people, like other people's makeup style or fashion style. So we think other people too much, hmm. what they do, like everything. But I felt in Canada, they don't care like not that much mm -hmm. I mean they care not that much other people so in yeah in Canada I I felt more relaxed because if other people did it I mean they didn't care much so I didn't care about other people's mm -hmm. way so yeah I, I don't know how can i explain it so it's really hard but mm -hmm. it's way different korean mm -hmm. and canada between two countries mm -hmm. so anyways like yeah so you feel in canada less pressure to be a certain way you're still trying to figure out yeah, what right. your own identity is yeah, now exactly. that now that other people aren't judging you right yes right exactly mm -hmm. that's what i wanted to say Wow, for me <laughs> to be a Canadian is like have a PR, be a resident of here, like, and then the I think for a Canadian the best thing is they don't have to pay a lot of fees. Like for international, we pay a lot of fee, mm -hmm. and for a Canadian, if you be a Canadian, you don't have to pay like eight thousand dollars. Like it's too much. That's true. They don't pay much fee. Do you have a favorite English word or favorite Canadian slang? Actually, all my friends are international students, so they don't speak slang. Uh, maybe they don't know yet, no, like me. <laughs> I don't know much, but my favorite one is awesome. 
it's good like it's compliments so mm-hmm. it's really good to say yeah I think awesome is the best uh, I do have one favorite like I've heard uh, many teachers saying a like they speak some sentence and they say a so I like that thing <laughs> very classically Canadian. yeah in your opinion what is one thing that Canadians take for granted Oh, so I think uh, um, one thing I surprised when I come to Canada is the food is very cheap. You cheap. know, cheap, <laughs> yes. But uh, this is to be uh, East with Canadian is very normal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but uh, I come here the uh, the cheap uh, the food is very cheap. You mm. know, uh, so I can buy a lot of food with a lot a little bit money. So I can eat for a long day, for a long week, long month. So, uh, yes, this is the best thing when I come to Canada. For the biggest part is park, I think. Because in my country, we don't have park. Mm. But here, too many parks here. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. And the fresh air, and then the many people do exercise out there and then or just talk even just talk it's really good like daily life it shows like daily life but we don't have it so mm. I think it's the biggest thing and then second one is poutine <laughs> so we don't have poutine in yeah. my country even yeah any no I mean there's many brands they sell fries mm-hmm. we have New York fries too but in my country New York fries don't sell poutine too so when I came here at the, like in May I was so surprised because in cafeteria they sell they sell it and different types yeah. of poutine so so great yeah for Canadian like I eat everything that's the fact. And then <laughs> Putin is one of my favorite food. Yeah. One of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I eat maybe twice a week. At least, I nice. think. Yeah. <laughs> You're becoming a true Canadian. Yeah, right. I'm trying to be, can- be Canadian now. <laughs> can you say goodbye in your first language for all the listeners out there? 감사합니다. 안녕히 계세요. 아, 자, 담빅. 아, 행각 각 방, 월랑, 파송, 티타요. 신자오. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, welcome back. That was awesome, eh? That was so awesome, eh? <laughs> 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 so, Jin, what did you think of the interviews? Yeah, um, I was one of the international students before, so mm. I highly, uh, <clears throat> Sorry, highly agreed with them. Um, some of the comments I want to make mm-hmm. that um, cuisine. Yeah. I love cuisine that every different restaurant has different food here. I mean, you can find some special restaurant in certain countries, but you can actually find every restaurant here so you don't have to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I love potluck in Canada because when you meet when you ask other people, other countries, they will bring their own cultural food, so you will experience almost everything. 
That's awesome. They were bringing off. Awesome, <laughs> as Ju Yun would say. <laughs> yes, and the other thing was, um, well, Henry from Vietnam, he said challenges language, but he speaks very well. Yeah. And I love his confidence that, I mean, it's not happened a lot in Asian people that, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I can learn, I can mm -hmm. do it for sure. But yeah, I'm sure he will be successful on mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. Also, um, uh, I love to hear Juyun said she's happy every day. Yeah. I see her sometimes in the school and I should say, oh, are you happy today? I, I, I don't have to ask her anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting and I love to see them again and we should take our photos together. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I thought the same, uh, some of the same things too. So. Um, as a Canadian, there's so many things that I do take for granted and that I think other Canadians take for granted or if you're just in your home country, things you take for granted. So it was really cool talking to people about their first impressions, seeing their excitement from their point of view with things like uh, talking, relaxing, um, your own identity, going to a park. And um, it helped me understand that we have some really beautiful and natural resources here that we should enjoy more. Also, thinking about coming to a new country and learning another language is pretty amazing to me. It's not something I've had to mm -hmm. really face in my life. So talking with these students, um, they were a little nervous at first to do some of the interviews, but their, their confidence came through and they were just excited, you know, to practice and, and mm -hmm. try something new. So big ups to those guys. Very brave. All right, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Make sure you show your parents and families they were proud of your English. Definitely. My father sometimes asks me still, Jean, how do you stay there? You don't know English. <laughs> it's been a little it? while. <laughs> it's been seven years. <laughs> yeah. And now you have a radio show in English. Congrats. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Again, I think the theme of happiness um, and I love the differences between Julie and saying, you know, this is about my own identity and that's what being Canadian is about. And Ram and Preet had a very literal take on it. Well, it's to have a PR. Mm. <laughs> so there are so many different uh, experiences of coming to Canada. Um, so we hope you enjoyed that little piece. Mm -hmm. So we can now move on to a song. The next song, yes. Right. It's Canadian DJ Kate Tranada from Montreal, Quebec, sampling Brazilian artist Clark Costa. Another good mashup. Another good mashup. Yes, so this song um, is sampling, as Jen said, the Brazilian artist Gal Costa, which um, in uh, the late 60s was part of a movement called tropicalism. And that shook Brazilian popular music and culture. Um, it was pretty awesome sounding music too, I would say. So there's a lot of notoriety after Kei Trinata's 2016 Polaris Prize win. So um, Kei Trinata is a new favorite artist of mine. Mm -hmm. This album that this song comes from is great. And I hope you all at home are standing up and ready to dance it out a little bit. Um, there's also an amazing music video for this song. It's Kei Trinata dancing with a robot. And um, they won tons of awards for this music video. We're going to do the robot with our rock over here. And I'm going to post the photo, uh, the video on the Facebook page afterwards at Elise1015 after the broadcast. So I hope you enjoy. This one is called Light Spots by Kei Trinata from his album 99.9%. Enjoy.
Sorry about that. Jen put the wrong song on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. That's just a little preview of what's to come. Okay, so this one is going to be Light Spots from Kate Renata, his album 99.9%. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Elise in Wonderland on 101.5. The time is 9.48, and we are almost out of time with you guys. So we're going to wrap up with our upcoming events segment. So... Um, we want to tell you guys, again, to have this upcoming event segment here is important for everyone listening in the Hamilton areas and um, we're really aiming to enlighten locals as well as newcomers when um, they're visiting to see what's going on. So. The first one is the Labor Day Picnic Parade, which is happening September 4th, um, and that is at 10.30 a.m. at James Street and Murray Street to 1 p.m. at Bayfront Park. Um, so the parade is going on Stewart Street, head south on Bay Street to Main Street, east on Main Street to James Street North, <laughs> on James Street South to Strachan Street West, and um, to that from there to the Harborfront Drive and to the Bayfront Park. So you can check that out online at the Hamilton Labor Day Picnic Parade to check out the parade route. Good job on navigation. Thank you, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> she was almost dancing, like moving here, left, right, north, south. <laughs> I got to talk with my hands. <laughs> the, the, the other event is Big Deal. It's a supercore September 8th to 10th next weekend on James Street North. Um, supercore is basically a par kind of art core that happening every every second September. Sorry, every second Friday every month in Hamilton, Art Hamilton, downtown. But Spokoro is annually, um, it's the biggest event, I can say it's biggest event in Hamilton. So mm -hmm. it will be three days, lots of music, lots of events going on. And Elise can tell you more about it. Yeah, so um, if, uh, again, as Jen said, Supercrawl is one of the biggest events in Hamilton. So I'm sure everyone will be, if you haven't heard of it, just open your window. You'll hear it. It's downtown. Mm -hmm. um, and there are a lot of bands to look out for, a lot of local bands that um, are going to get a lot of um, exposure throughout Supercrawl. You can just walk around from stage to stage. They're all laid out there all throughout the weekend. Um, so... Again, it begins this Friday at 6 p.m., September 8th, and it goes the entire weekend. So if you want to check out all the artists, if you go to supercall.ca slash music, you can find tons of local bands. Um, there's a few that I want to give a little shout out to. Uh, our Mohawk College uh, Music Department has an art pop ensemble, which is led by a faculty member, Dusty. He's awesome. The art pop ensemble is awesome, and they're going to be playing throughout Supercrawl. There's also the HPO, Hamilton Philharmonic Orchestra, who really I've found in the last few years have been breaking a lot of boundaries and stereotypes that you think of um, with a Philharmonic. They did a Beatles event with, uh, in partnership with Mohawk where they brought local artists on to do Beatles cover songs. They have a lot of youth involvement and are pretty awesome to watch as well. So the HPO will be featured at Supercrawl. Also, a DJ I really like from Toronto, Harrison, will be there. Just wanted to say, check Harrison out. He's not well-known in Hamilton, I don't think, but I was listening to his music the other night, and I really enjoyed it. There's also um, Beyond Music. There's a lot of food. There's a lot of art, of course. And there's fashion um, that will be featured at the Supercrawl event. So, lot, again, 
in Hamilton, there are a lot of artisans and a lot of people that make their own swimsuit lines. They have their own vintage stores. They run their own small businesses and they have really unique um, stuff. One of the designers I like is Sugar Bones. She's got some really cool, um, very, very hot pink girly skull <laughs> uh, patches and, and pins and stuff that I really enjoy. Nice. And you can check out all the fashion at supercrawl.ca slash fashion. Again, a lot of local designers and something that's really great about Supercrawl is the exposure that small businesses get. Um, people from all over Hamilton and beyond come to check us out in Hamilton. So is this going to be a showcase or uh, just selling? Uh, I believe there are fashion shows, but oh. there will also be vendors and people bringing their stuff out to to sell on the street for Supercrawl. So. Mm. Lots of amazing events, lots of interactive art installations. And the best part for me is seeing everybody on the street celebrating together. Right. It's not often that everyone in Hamilton has something to kind of rally around and be proud of mm -hmm. uh, on such a scale as this. Mm -hmm. um, we also have our Mohawk Zone, which is... What, what? Woo woo. Uh, it's the block of James Street between Wilson Street and Cannon Street, uh, which also includes a stage on Wilson. Um, and next week, Jen will host the Super Crawl special from that location. So he will be um, checking out some events. He'll be doing some interviews and we'll be um, just learning a little bit more from the inside so we can share it with all of you guys. Uh, so the mission. We always end off with a mission, <laughs> and um, this week we are going to challenge all of you, go to Supercrawl, find something new to try, mm -hmm. and uh, let us know what you did on our Facebook page at Elise1015. Mm -hmm. Find a gin too. Find gin. Maybe there on Saturday. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, actually, what we're doing is we're having an orientation event for all of our new incoming international students, and we're going to be taking them down on the bus to Supercrawl, and we have some student mentors, as well as our staff member, Maria John, who's mm -hmm. going to be at the Mohawk booth. So, Thank you. Thanks, Maria, and thank you to our students that are going to be spending volunteering their time. If you have any questions about the college or about international life, um, check out our Mohawk booth on Saturday night. I be believe between 5 p.m. and 10 p.m. our folks will be there. There's also some amazing um, new, uh, we have a mobile classroom, mm -hmm. which is a huge truck, which you can walk into and do some classes out of. Right. And that's to take to different communities in Hamilton to have free or low cost uh, college courses. So check that one out. Mm -hmm. There's going to be the radio and video truck out there as well with all of our programs being featured. So next week, like I said, we'll be reporting on Supercrawl with a special guest, Maria. And uh, say the news. Pardon? Sad news. Sad news. I won't be here next mm -hmm. week. I'm actually heading out to Seville. Um, so it's just you and Jin next week. And we will be preparing a Spain episode coming up for you as well from some of my travels in Seville. So looking forward to listen Jin in Wonderland. Jin in Wonderland next week. Um, and that wraps up our show today. Thank you again for listening to Elise in Wonderland on 101.5. And here is that preview you heard earlier. It is Earth, Wind & Fire September in honor of this month. Thank you. See you next week. See you next week.